0: hey you guys welcome back to the obsessed podcast (laughs) just kidding kidding. hey you guys welcome back to the obsessed podcast it's nick gareth and gia on this week on this week's episode we're going to
1: bitch you never let me say hi hola
0: hi Today on the Obsessed Podcast, we are going to cover Mariah's infamous, iconic, legendary MTV Cribs episode. We're going to be going over the bonus edition with the commentary over it and give our thoughts, go through all the rooms, talk about what happened, Mariah's diva moments, ensemble changes, and things of that nature. So let's get started.
1: She had six ensemble changes in this episode. Did she? I didn't
2: even count. I was just watching every single one and like hanging on to every word that she was saying.
1: Yeah, she had six of them, which was a little weird. But yeah, I remember this when it showed. I watched this when it premiered because I'm an archaic lamb and... Yeah, I loved it. I remember it was very popular. It's one of Cribs' most popular episodes, probably next to the Red Man episode, which is iconic as well. Did you have (laughs) Cribs over there in the UK? Or was this just an American thing?
2: No, we did have it. I feel like... This is probably just from my perspective. There might be a couple of, like, English lambs that are screaming at their phones right now, but, like, oh, what I'm about to say. Like, I feel like it was a year later we got it. It could have been six months later, but I felt like the news of it broke ahead of it being shown on television. When I heard about it, I was just like, I want to watch it. When to watch it, where can I find it? And I was looking everywhere where you could look at that time. You couldn't look at everything on your phone then. So I was literally, like, Logging on at school and looking, looking, where can I find it? And being told to shut it down, and couldn't find anything in that small window. But I didn't, obviously, I didn't shut it down. I just like minimized it. But like looking, 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 couldn't find it. And then eventually, it was all advertising MTV that it was coming on. I was like, yes, yeah, we had it, we had it.
1: This was in that era of MTV where it was like. Punked, Room Raiders, Date My Mom, Cribs, Pent My Ride. Punked Like Yeah, Punked. I actually th- i've said this before on the podcast i used to live on mtv but like i love this era of mtv because it was trashy as fuck Mm -hmm. people were shady as fuck it was just it it, anything that was on mtv during that time would not fly today but i catch myself watching these episodes on youtube all the time like i'll go through a binge like at least once a week i'll be watching punk or rate our room raiders or something like It's very nostalgic to me. Gia, is this before your baby lamb time?
0: I think so. I definitely, like, I can't even remember the first time I watched it. Like, there's just some Mariah things where, like, like a song or, like, Hero, All I Want for Christmas is You, this show, where the first time I remember watching it or hearing it, I already remembered it going on, like it happening. So I obviously had to have seen it on like TV when I was a kid or like somebody showed it to me. But the first time I remember watching it was when I was probably on like a Mariah binge because I used to just watch YouTube videos of Mariah stuff, Mariah content all the time. And I remember being very curious about what her house looked like. So um, I had to have watched it in probably 2015 or 14 or something but uh, it's one of those things where I remember like knowing what was going to happen like I remember like the heels on the tre on um, the stair climber and things of that nature there, like I don't know like the first time I heard hero I knew every word so it's like it's weird stuff like that it's just in the back of my memory
1: I want MTV to go back to these days I mean I don't have cable or anything but God, the, this is so nostalgic for me. That's the thing, though, with how MTV is now, I don't know what other channels
2: you guys have over there, but, like, over here we have something like ITV, which is a terrestrial channel. It's, it's a channel that everybody has. So that shows things like... Actually, we have a few channels that show these kind of TV shows, like the reality shows, the love shows, or the people, the shows where people are showing their bodies because they know that that's going to get the younger crowd in. MTV shows are a lot of that now. I don't know if that's the same in the US, but I feel like that would be a great niche now to sort of bring back what they were famous for. We have YouTube, but they could have a little, like a chart rundown with music videos. It doesn't matter what it is. Like they have lots of chart rundowns or people's playlist rundowns to be fair on MTV, but like they could still do that however they want, but they should still have these particular moments of walking around their house and they kind of do still have cribs over here but I just feel like the element of it is lost a little bit it's not the same when you watch it it's just like okay I don't know who these people are that are running this show not the celebrities I mean the people behind the camera but it's just like it's not the same and I feel like they need to return a little bit to what their thing was because there's nothing else like what mtv was
1: well they tried to bring back trl a couple of years ago and it obviously flopped but i think that all i know that mtv is owned by paramount because all of their shows are on paramount plus i don't know if you have that over there but it's my favorite streaming service but i love big brother and rupaul's drag race so all those like trashy nostalgic reality shows are all like lumped into paramount plus Mm-hmm. So I love that. But I used to live on MTV, VH1 and E. That's literally all I would watch. And I miss that. Like oh. I was obsessed with The Real World, um, oh Newlyweds, God. The Osbournes. My dream was to be on The Real World one day. Like I was so obsessed with MTV. Like it was almost unhealthy in a way honestly
0: you would have been so fucking funny on the real world i could totally see that happening
1: <laughs> that's where karamo
2: from um the netflix tv show what's it called yes yes uh
1: he, he's on that gay show i know i've never watched it but i know that he's on it was he was on the philadelphia season i am like a real world like rolodex i know i've seen every season new orleans is my favorite season I, I i just love it so so much and that's another one that's on paramount plus that i love i'm just going to sit here and plug paramount plus but it is <laughs> if you are a nostalgic gay boy you will love paramount plus and i say go ahead and spend the five dollars or get your free monthly trial every month and create a new email
2: yeah i think with mtv and I think it's okay to say this It felt like the junk food Of any kind of like music channel Like it was where you could see Everything that was music But it had these moments that were like Warts and all Like it wasn't tabloid as such But it was just like You could see people out and about. You could see people like huge stars in guest slots as presenting. And they probably hadn't got a clue what they were doing. But like, okay, so I'm I'm presenting this show. And they were like a huge star at the time. They were people that would just do anything because MTV was such a huge platform. And it meant so much for their profile as as an artist and as a person, as a household name. So it was... It was like the junk food, but it was also heartwarming to watch as well. It was still quite humble in in the content it produced. But, you know, it's, it's one of those things like if video killed the radio star, reality killed the video star.
0: I've only seen two seasons of The Real World. I've seen The Real World Skeletons and The Real World Explosion.
1: Girl, those are like, no, you have not seen a true season of the, you have not seen a true season of the real world, Gia. Those are like the real world gasping for straws and trying to revive. So is that still,
0: after? Is that it, after, was, after yeah, it was
1: them trying to like pass their golden era, trying to hold on for dear life before they got canceled because the real world was the original
0: Bad reality Club. show
1: it was the it was the very first reality show on television it was it was you before needed... big brother
2: will you yeah. send
0: me will you send me like what wait what season is your favorite cuz i actually liked the seasons that i saw so okay I well those down.
1: are different but you have paramount plus right
0: oh no i just buy all my seasons i purchased i purchased them
1: i thought that you had uh, paramount plus
0: oh wait let me look i thought i did it's not in my entertainment um app area
1: i'll send you my um login details yes, but go ahead
0: login and then tell me which season's your favorite and Just I'll watch
1: it tonight. go watch um new orleans i'm trying to think because some of the seasons they don't have on there because there was a lot of racist shit going on wait really uh, yeah there's oh god the the real world like it, it's when tv was like openly racist but in like a passive aggressive way so there's a lot of seasons on paramount plus that they have cut because they're just too intense but i would just start with um new orleans or the philadelphia season i'm trying to think of other ones yeah oh i
0: cannot wait i'm so excited
1: they're so good like i love it and now they're doing something on paramount plus where they they're revisiting it so they have like 20 years later they have them go back into a house and live together and they just did one for new orleans and that was really interesting and i like that
0: Okay so when I when I search the real world the first thing that shows up is The Real World New Orleans, Real World Racist Moments, Real World Chicago and Real World Denver.
1: Yeah, yeah. I don't I think Denver's up there but that's when I stopped kind of watching The Real World but
2: Okay, wait, we got to uh, get
0: in this Crips episode.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs>
2: Crips was always like I don't know if you guys have it over in the U.S., but we have it a similar kind of thing over here, but it's about celebrities living in properties, and they'll show the camera around. It's like, who lives in a house like this? And it's called Through the Keyhole. Chris is kind of like that first look into celebrities' homes. But you were greeted by the celebrity at the door. You were shown around by the celebrity. They always, like, described each room. They, um had like a certain title for the room in some occasions. Sometimes they didn't, they were like, this is the guest room, this is the living room. Sometimes they did have names for it. And they were always like the most extravagant, ridiculous version of like a living room or a kitchen. And we'd be like, oh, okay, looking at it. And it just seems so like typical of the rich and famous back then.
0: I remember actually being obsessed with MTV Cribs when I was younger watching it. I can't remember if I saw the Mariah episode I must have had to because uh, it was ingrained in my memory but Mm. what some of my favorites were like the MTV cribs of the playboy mansion the MTV crib of uh, was it ice tea. There were some really good ones that they kept playing even when I was growing up. So that show was very much played in my house, as well as My Super Sweet 16.
1: God, I miss MTV. God, Every, mm. I keep thinking of all these shows, even when you said My Sweet 16, like, and Teen Mom, and Oh my God, so... <laughs> don't get me
0: started on Teen Mom.
1: <laughs> there's so many good shows, God.
0: So Yeah. So, yeah.
1: <laughs> I, I think it's kind of like what uh, Gara said. It, it just was like like a knockoff of the, the Lifestyles of the Rich and Famous, mm. but on MTV. And it would just show their entire house and how extravagant and rich they were, all their crazy-ass cars. And there was a lot of drama behind this because it came out later that... Um, A lot of these celebrities weren't actually living in those houses and a lot of those houses were rented and a lot of those cars were rented. So it's really, it kind of like destroys your dream. Like Gia telling me that Mariah lives a lot of her performances. But other than Mm -hmm. that, like it's, it's such a good show and I miss it. And I wish that they would bring it back, but we should get into Mariah's episode.
0: But here, wait, I got a good transition, but unlike other celebrities, Mariah absolutely took us into her home, her New York apartment in New York City, Tribeca Darling at the Franklin Tower. Her, she showed us around her three bedroom, five and a half bathroom, 11,000 square foot penthouse apartment in the Franklin Tower. And yeah, it's iconic. It's it's a masterpiece. I love her. I love her house. It's gorgeous. So let's get into the episode.
2: I, I thought it was quite I know this is going to sound a bit silly, but in comparison to The People's Cribs, I thought it was quite humble. Because obviously she didn't have the massive garage full of, like, sports cars. She didn't have the big, massive grand driveway or anything like that. It was in an apartment. So it kind of, like, felt... I've never lived in New York. Obviously, I don't live in New York. But when you see so much of New York at that particular time in sitcoms and in television of people living in like high rise apartments, it felt like it was almost relatable.
0: An 11,000 square foot apartment in New York is not relatable.
2: I don't mean that. I meant the fact that somebody of this status is still living in an apartment in new york and hasn't moved to somewhere like la but like at this point she showed us around her new york penthouse apartment and i thought that's that's nice
1: she also said that this was her first apartment ever so i think that's really cute i think that mariah's apartment is going to be one of those apartments like a hundred hundred years down the road it's going to be like one of those places that are is going to be like kept up with and passed down in the family you know what i'm saying like archived or something Mm -hmm. but yeah uh this episode was one of crib's most popular episodes like i said earlier along with red man's episode where he just was like us that that was more relatable and he had he just it was a house with a house, like there was nothing like special about it. Right. So like a- that
0: and Mariah also said that Red Man's episode was her favorite.
1: Exactly. Exactly. The way that that guy
2: showed us around, it was almost like, and the the way it was kept, at least not like the state, like the way it was, but like the the way it was kept it was kind of like looking around a dorm.
1: Exactly. I watched it again. I think I watched it last week before we even decided to do this episode. Yeah but yeah it it wasn't bad or anything it was just like a bachelor pad yeah but yeah uh let's go into uh her house the episode opens up to like her foyer i don't they don't really there's a few things about this episode that are that kind of let me down one of them being that she didn't show the iconic marilyn monroe piano and she wouldn't let anybody into her bedroom because in cribs, that's kind of like a staple of cribs is showing your bedroom, because that's where everybody would say this is where the magic happens.
2: Oh my
0: god! <laughs>
1: <laughs> but Mariah just she said that she didn't want to show her room; that she needed to keep that to herself. But she we're did not in that part
0: us- of the episode yet.
1: But I'm just, before we get into that part of the episode, I'm just saying that she doesn't show us her room and she doesn't show us the piano. There's a lot of shit that she didn't show us. She only showed us like six rooms. They also don't explain how big her house is at all. Like they explain that it's 11,000 square feet, but. And tri level, like isn't tri level
2: like three floors?
1: Did did they say tri level? Yeah. I
2: didn't catch that
0: though. It's three floors. Because the Moroccan room is at the top with. I'm assuming her little outside patio moment. We're not and there then, yet. <laughs> okay. Well, fuck you guys then.
2: No, it's fine. But yeah, I think with the the three floors, like from when she goes from floor to floor, she just kind of say, okay, we're going to the next floor. And from what I got there, there's only three. So that's when me pointing two and two together. Cause I've never really heard of tri-level, but yeah, we're greeted by Mariah Carey at the lobby she does explain that this is her first apartment. I think that when she says that she means bought apartment because according to the book, she's lived in other apartments before. It's an art deco apartment. I don't know much about the Franklin Tower. I don't know if originally that's the style. I mean, judging by the balcony, it's quite art deco. Art deco. But um, she does explain that about the apartment. So we don't know if that's her style or whether it's the style of the building she explains briefly the glazing effect in her reception or lobby or whatever that is whatever you want to call it saying that it's like candy because of the shiny effect on it plus the color as well it's almost like a peach kind of candy or an orange kind of candy
3: a process called glazing and i like that because they look like candy
2: and we don't spend too much time in the lobby she just sort of explains that a little bit it it feels like it's the the middle ground between probably certain floors certain rooms like you have to go to the lobby to get to a different room that's my intake I don't know if anybody else got that but um
0: no I think it's like the um you know how like every house has like that when you first open the door there's like
2: a hallway or something.
0: Like the hallway or like the, the stairwell the or the chandelier. Yeah, it's a foyer. Yeah. Like, that's her foyer.
2: Yeah, she had the middle of the center table as well in the middle with the sh- that weird, like... Well, not weird, but it was kind of like, almost like a flower-blooming upside-down kind of looking chandelier.
1: It kind of looked like a pineapple to me.
0: Under I didn't get that it was coming from the ceiling. Like, I thought it was part of the table. But I've been looking at photographs, and it's it's actually... Like a chandelier, like I thought I thought it was a lamp or something, or a sconce, darling
2: <laughs> no it definitely comes from some kind of angle, but the way that it was shot was like kind of from below, looking up, so that's if it was coming from the table, like it would have been a bit confusing the other way around, but like we get that, and again, that all there seems to be a running theme throughout the property that there's like lots of nude colors. And I feel like we get that with our album artwork as well. Like there's lots of nude colours of different variations. So we go to the living room first, I think. Is that correct?
0: The expensive
2: room.
1: Yeah, the living room, the first room.
2: Yeah. And there's lots of like, and this could have been the glow of the television back then. We're talking 20 years ago. So there's lots of neutral colours, cream, white, but also like a golden yellow, almost like honey colour of the cushions.
0: Yeah, she said she uses a lot of neutral colors, so it's not jarring for her because she has a lot of jarring things on Mm -hmm. in her everyday life.
3: I chose to do the colors neutral so they're not jarring because I have enough jarring things that happen to me on a daily basis. We don't need that at
0: home. And she said she doesn't spend a lot of time in that room because she's worried about breaking things and she doesn't bring like friends to that room. I feel like it's a business room, kind of like or like a fancy dinner room because Marilyn's piano is in there. She's worried about that getting broken. Like Nick said she doesn't show us the piano, but it is in that room. She shows us her picture of her and Stevie Wonder on the Yeah, she has table.
1: those she has those everyday things that we have like personal photos with Stevie Wonder and a architectural digest of our apartment.
0: Yep, her architectural digest just chill and they're on the food. coffee
1: table and the thing i don't get
2: as well is that we'll get to it obviously later on in the episode but there's a thing that she says about the view and looking at the view and i feel like surely you don't need just one room to appreciate the view that you've got like i feel like it's in every single room almost
1: she does show like I love this room because I can see the Empire State Building from here. She didn't spend a lot of time in this room, right. and I was I was kind of confused because you said that the uh, piano was in that room. It is. Yeah, there's that. There I is thought it was in a different room.
0: No, it, it's in the it's in that room, and in the Architectural Digest photos, they actually do show the piano. And it is in that expensive room. And she said that it was in that room.
2: There is a video as well on, um, online somewhere where she's actually walking. And I can't remember the time frame. It's not this. I think it's later on where she's walking through a room. And the camera must, obviously it's on. And you do get like at least a glimpse of half of the piano in the dark. So I don't think the piano is kept in day, natural daylight or any kind of light lighting
0: it's kept out in the open in in like by the window
2: yeah but i think that like lighting purposes like i don't know like during the day would that blind be closed like it wasn't that light during this but the lights were out in that part of the room she's sort of just sort of walking and they get like half of the piano as they follow her with the camera i don't know what tv show it was for but there is something that is available online Damn,
1: she got it all sectioned off and everything. Like, Uh the Cribs episode doesn't even do it justice.
2: She did make an interesting comment about um, she'd always wanted a penthouse apartment. I don't know what the cooperative is, but apparently they said no, because automatically I thought of the supermarket, and I thought, why would a supermarket determine whether you get the apartment or not? But apparently she was told no when she'd tried to apply for a penthouse apartment before, but whatever it was... In this instance, she got it and made it her own. So, after the cozy living room, we do move over to the private wing, which is the lingerie closet.
0: So, Mariah goes and shows us her lingerie closet. It's in the hallway. Uh, She goes in there, the guys making comments about her like sexy ass and everything. And then we get our first ensemble change. Mariah changes into like some white sort of slinky, silky moment with like a pink robe sort of topper. I don't know.
1: And she makes the comment, when I'm at home, I don't wear clothes. I wear boxers and things of that nature.
3: This is my private wing here. See, when I'm at home, I really don't wear clothes. I just wear boxers or things of this nature.
1: I don't have much to say about the lingerie room because I don't know a lot about lingerie. I was hoping that Gia would kind of carry the lingerie
0: room. I think that it was really cute that Mariah was giving us these ensemble changes and giving us moments because in the other Cribs episodes, like we're just not getting that. And also I think it's so extra. She has a whole entire closet sectioned off for the lingerie because she has this giant closet that we will totally get into. It's iconic and it's legendary, but this one is more like a normal sized closet, but it's, it's hilarious to me that the normal size closet is just lingerie yeah so it's like a pretty cute room we also get a hair change as well like her hair come she comes out of the lingerie closet and she's like giving us like a more at home sort of look but she's still gorgeous
2: yeah i think the lingerie closet is quite modest as well like i mean from what we saw there wasn't anything like too over the top like quite slutty it was all quite demure and quite classy it was giving me
1: like butterfly video by
2: lingerie you know what i'm talking
1: about
0: yes the one that she changed into yeah
1: yeah like even everything that was hanging up i was like damn that looks like exactly what she wore in the (laughs) butterfly video
0: i wish i had a fucking lingerie closet like that her lingerie is probably so expensive like all of those silks and um lace is expensive to make so I, I'm sure that there's like 100K in the room right there, at least, at least. But we can move on from the lingerie closet. You know, there's not that much going on in there. So once we get an out, an ensemble change, Mariah takes us over to the bathroom. One of many, but I think this is the only one that we see. But it's probably like the most um, bougiest of them.
1: This is the most memorable scene and those quote unquote controversial scene from back in the day from Cribs.
0: Was it actually controversial when you guys watched it?
1: It was super controversial. I remember like people were talking about it all the time. Like, like you know when you meet somebody and they're like what kind of music you like? And you would say, oh I love Mariah Carey, they would always bring up this bathroom scene. Always like without fail for me at least.
0: And that's your icon image right now. So why do we think that that was so extra? Like, so I'll explain what happens. So we get into the bathroom. It's got a giant tub and a television on the wall and sort of like a chase lounge and maybe one other chair and like some flowers. It's a gorgeous bathroom. I I remember the first time I watched it, I was like, oh, goals right here. This is fucking goals. Like a giant TV on in the bathroom. In the Bathroom, I think, is playing um, that one Marilyn Monroe movie, Gentlemen Prefer Blondes. Yeah, but it's like the,
1: um, it's the Diamonds Are a Girl's Best Friend part that Madonna redid for her Material Girl video. yep.
0: It's the Diamonds Are a Girl's Best Friend part, which is from the movie. And then um, she kind of, like, puts a towel over her lingerie ensemble. And then, like, the scene cuts a little bit and we see her, like, slipping it off, like, under, like, her, she, like, is taking it off downward. She doesn't lift it up, and then I could tell that she was wearing a bra because you can see it in the mirror. But I guess people thought she was naked, nakey under there. So I think that's what was controversial.
2: Yeah, I think, yeah. I think When you're looking at the, the you're looking at the centerpiece, which is her climbing in the bath. You know, she's only got lingerie underneath, and yet she just take off something, which is the dress or the t-shirt or whatever at the moment. I can't remember that. The full a fuller moment and yet she still has some kind of either underwear bikini whatever it might be underneath that so you're constantly looking like is she really gonna take this off right now and i don't know why that's so shocking i mean back then it was even though there was more shocking things going on in in Media that we were uh, exploit that was exploited to us and vice versa, but like I don't think this is that shocking, really. And even to this day, like I really don't get it. Like looking back, but when she pointed out later on that I am clearly wearing something on underneath, if you look in the mirror. Of course, no one's looking at the mirror in that moment, but I didn't find it that shocking.
3: I didn't really take a bath. Like, hello. I had on a bodysuit. What do people actually think? Like, I'm really going to be just, like, stripping and taking a bath? I guess they do think so, because clearly that's gotten me in trouble before. Whatever. This
1: was back in the day where, after Butterfly, everybody kept calling Mariah, like, a hoe or a slut because of the way she dressed. It all started with, like, the Honey video. But MTV did this, like shady editing trick to make it look like mariah had gotten naked but she clearly didn't and you can like gia said you can see it in the mirror and it's not like she was like naked and just in front of the cameras getting down into the bathtub she had a towel over her and everything but that's just how it was and how people treated mariah during that time in her career it just it was what it was
0: they were grasping for anything anything like girl let the bitch get in the tub like let a girl live like who the fuck cares she's in her own house she's trying to make it entertaining like obviously if she was boring as fuck and like gave no personality in it they would be like mariah has no sense of humor oh my god like she's a fucking up bitch but if she does something it's why is she such a diva she's so extra oh my god like She's a fucking hoe. Like, she can never fucking win.
1: This was at the, t- this was right after the glitter era when everybody was like trying to tear Mariah down for anything that Mariah did. So, it, this just was on brand for people of that time. If this part hadn't
2: have happened, People would have either picked on something else, like pulling the dog out the tumble dryer, or something, or the candles around the bath, or who has a living room in their bathroom. They would have been. They would have poked at something else.
0: You're right. They're grasping at anything they could. You know. If this wouldn't have happened, this episode
1: wouldn't have been as iconic that it has become. Exactly. This there's like three moments in this entire episode that made. This episode of Cribs so iconic, so I'm grateful for it. I thought it was funny. I thought it was cute, but I'm a lamb and I understood who Mariah was yeah. at that time.
2: I remember thinking, "Oh, okay," but I didn't really read into it because you know there was people like Britney Spears who claimed to be a virgin who had released "I'm a Slave for You" or whatever that title is the year before. There were more things going on in this industry, and obviously Mariah Carey had had the TRL moment the year before with. Um, Carson Daly or whatever his name is, where he was like, oh, she's stripping off, which she didn't. And it was kind of in keeping, it's MTV again. But like, there's so many other things. If this hadn't have happened, they could have picked something else out. But it 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 just felt like it was safe ground for people to be like, oh my God, look at this.
0: One thing I forgot to say was the background music of the Cribs episode. I, wait, um, just to be clear, you guys, wait, what's, is that a Shanti or is that a J Lo song? There's um, no J-Lo okay. songs. Was it a J-Lo song in the background? No, I was... was like, I totally hear a J-Lo song. And it was the one that's like, you're always on time. Or, but that's is that a,
2: a shanty? Song? That's a shanty. They play a shanty. They play Sunshine,
1: Anderson, Heard It All Before, Mary J. Blige.
0: They played Mary, but I do want to add:
1: they always had that Ashanti sample in the background for a lot of Cribs episodes. It was kind of uh, part of their like wheelhouse for the for the um, background sounds that they used on Cribs.
0: Okay, good. I was I was listening to it and I was like, I hear Ashanti's voice, but I don't know if it's supposed to be a J Lo song because we all know since we exposed that bitch Mm -hmm. that her voice is Ashanti half the time. So I was like, are they really playing a J Lo song right now? But no, they weren't, and they also played Aaliyah rock the boat in that scene. Um Blue Yeah, control. there was just cute, yep, yep. There were some cute songs in the background, but the one that got me was like, wait, is this a J Lo song they're playing on Mariah's cribs episode? But well, I, I can see how
1: you would think it was J Lo because J Lo stole from Ashanti, and everybody thought that Ashanti was J Lo, vice versa. But there's a lot of cute
2: moments like musical moments from mariah in this they didn't they didn't play too heavy on like the 90s stuff there was a few bits here and there but they did use some of the sort of like later moments and a lot of glitter songs were in this
1: they used the morales uh my all remix
0: as well at the
2: beginning never forget you remix is there and the honey remix
0: the honey remix
2: yes there's 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 a lot of good musical at this point in her career, like, in time. Like, there's a lot of good Mariah musical moments. They're still trying to plug a bit of glitter, you know, but there's still some of the iconic moments without playing too much. I mean, Hero is there, but, like, towards later on, but there's not too much of the, like, you know, the cheesier moments. They could have put in, like, Hero.
1: They could... Fantasy isn't even there. Fantasy hadn't become iconic yet. Like, fantasy is, like, all I want for Christmas is you. It's that, like, little slow grower But yeah, I know what you're saying.
2: Yeah, it was still a number one. It was still a huge song for for the time, you know, like, and still at this point. But obviously it wasn't as, like, a huge nostalgic thing.
1: All right, so after that iconic bathtub moment with the rose petals and things of that nature... We move on to the butterfly guest room and Mariah explains that this is the room that when she has company over, this is where they stay the night. We have our second ensemble change to the gray uh, sweatsuit pants and uh, the baby pink tank top, which Mariah wore that all the time during that era. Uh, There's two twin size beds. There's butterfly and like floral wallpaper all over the place. I don't love it, but. It is what it is. There's two teddy bears on each bed. Debrat says that this is where she stays whenever she's over there. But there's an interesting part, and a lot of lambs who are newer won't really know about this. She keeps all her fan books in this room. And during this era, the fan books were really important. And it was a thing that lambs used to do back in the day where they would uh, create these fan books. They would have these posts on uh, Mariah Daly. And you would send in a picture and your favorite Mariah moments, how much she means to you. It was was something that they used to do. I don't know if you remember this, Gareth, but it was something that they used to do all the time with mm. mariah and then like somebody like laron or somebody really big in the lamely mm. would give mariah these books and mariah loved these books back in the day they were like the thing that mariah loved the most i really wish that they would come back but during this era this is what fans would do to reach out to Mariah. Yeah. A, a thing I wanted to add to this as well was these fan books became really popular after what happened with Glitter and Mariah's quote-unquote breakdown. Mm-hmm. These are when these fan books started to become really, really popular, and they were given to Mariah to uplift her spirits during that time. I'm actually, I know I'm in those books in that room because I used to submit shit to that all the time. So it's really special to me as a fan knowing that I'm saying, or I did, I'm not sure if she... I'm sure she's updated the entire house two or three times over already but I knew at that point that I was sitting in Mariah's house somewhere so it was always special mm-hmm. to me to know that she got those books and she used to express all the times how all the time how much she loved them on her website because this is before social media and Facebook and all that was even a thing so th- uh, like i said before this was the only way that you knew guaranteed that you could really get through and get something to
3: mariah The originality of my fans is unparalleled they make me happy
0: one thing i, I uh, didn't mention i forgot to mention was that mariah says walking into this room this is her only guest room because if you have too many then people want to stay over. <laughs> and then I think after this Cribs episode, lambs tried to come over and, like, spend the night because she said, like, this is where the fans can sleep. And yeah. then, like, these lambs came from, like, Asia or something to, like, stay in the butterfly room. And they were like, "Uh, that was, like, a joke. And then also, when Mariah sits on the bed, I was like, oh, my God, that thing looks so fucking firm. Like, I would not want to sleep in there. And but, tiny. Um, it looked tiny. Yeah, I don't want to sleep on a twin. First of all, yeah, bitch, you will all, never
1: catch me in a twin bed.
0: <laughs> yeah, never, 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 never. And then also, it looked firm. So, and I, I also didn't love the wallpaper either. But, oh my
1: god,
2: it was so yeah. chintzy. It
0: was, I, it was a little, it was a little uh, for me, you know.
2: It is the ugliest room in the house. It's like it is like the old lady, granny kind of. um... I don't know. yeah it th- really with all is the smoke
0: with like the smoker, like the yellow stained walls with the smoking, yeah. and yeah, but um, I wonder if that's the twins' room now, possibly, maybe that
2: was like. A thought process or maybe she just like oh you know I want a particular room when she was planning it like be ideal to kids I want it to be sort of like playful but I want it to be sort of like homely and then it became this and you like, know for damn sure that those twins are not sharing a room oh god no not now they won't be sharing a room now surely they probably I probably mean, like did. when they were young yeah to have a kind of like friendship moment
0: like yeah. back when I was a little boy me and my sister we shared a bedroom like a long time ago oh my god forever ago
1: i shared a room with my brother my entire life like even up until i graduated high school the last three years of high school i just stopped sleeping in the room and i just slept on the couch because uh, my brother was having sex with his girlfriend and i was just like i am good i'm all set i'll go out (laughs) on the couch and watch howard stern on e and uh, the real world and mtv all night and smoke
0: weed like i'm good (laughs) that's messy as fuck so do we have anything more to say about this room you guys or shall we move on to another one
2: no I think we're done with this room
0: so (laughs) coming off the back of the butterfly guest room we get a look into (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> mariah's little laundry room <laughs>
1: and <laughs> like, come on like why are we getting this moment <laughs> like
0: literally i was like i think we're only getting this moment so she can pull ginger the dog out of the dryer <laughs> like and, why yeah. are we seeing this outdated laundry room set like looking back i'm like oh these are not very good looking a washer dryer combo like they look very old school <laughs> i hope to god that she's updated it since then because like my mom has a better laundry room than that but um it's cute <laughs> but we get a cute little we get some cute little moments like uh she says she does all the cleaning she scrubs all the floors in the house she does all the cooking and then Debrat's coming over the commentary saying i ain't never seen her clean that house and then um <laughs> like i said she pulls the dog out of the dryer which i think is the only reason why we are seeing this moment happen
3: i also have a love of animals i do my dog's hair Hi, ginger, Hi. Yeah, i
1: also I- think that she did this moment because they like mariah's not showing her bedroom and they had to fill something up <laughs> but they they had this was kind of iconic and it was controversial with her pulling ginger out of the the, the dryer yes
2: definitely um, I quite like the fact that it is a small room, it makes it look like there's more room in the property for extravaganza moments, like what we saw. So the fact that we get the teeny tiny little laundry room with everything piled on top of each other, like, I quite like it. It's still a little humble moment, it looks, at that point, it looks pretty much like anybody else's laundry room am um, probably not these days though but like it really we...
0: does it really does just yeah. look like the laundry room you yeah. know
2: anyone's and i quite like that don't believe a word mariah of is just there, like though. all of us <laughs> yeah with the reason she
0: scrubs the floor like we're supposed to
2: <laughs> yeah that's true too but i don't believe she does don't believe a word of what she said but that's fine she's earned it
1: Debrat does say that she does cook a lot and that she does really cook well which leads us into the next room which is the kitchen mariah says that this is
2: her the country favorite room. the
0: country kitchen yeah country kitchen. <laughs>
1: mariah's
2: favorite room in the house i've always thought that though whenever you see elements and obviously i've not watched this for a long time and i don't know if it was because she'd said it that it was like at the back of my mind but whenever i've seen this kitchen over the years i've always thought it kind of is like a country moment in the city And I know she has her themed rooms and stuff, but I thought you can't get better than having a country themed kitchen. That's like the thing that brings people together. Food is always the thing that brings people together and having it like quite homely, like a country kitchen is perfect. Don't really get the chaise lounge in the middle. I don't think that's there anymore. I don't know i
1: mean that's bougie as fuck to have a chaise in the middle of your kitchen yeah. but i would <laughs> yes. expect also like she didn't have kitchen chairs she literally had a couch going around the like kitchen table like yeah. mariah is mariah yeah, like, like a like comfortable me. booth <laughs> <laughs> yeah like mariah's like me i am all about comfort like for real for real like i i i agree with mariah because she does say what does she say i have a rule against sitting up straight Mm -hmm. and i was like i love this bitch and i guess it kind of goes back to like our obsessed episode where she's just laying down and (laughs) drinking champagne but mariah's lounging a lot in this fucking episode I,
0: I was always jealous of the lounge, the chase lounge in the middle of the kitchen. Cause I was like a normal size, like couch, like, like sit down, lay down lounge is kind of a big thing that takes up space, you know? Mm-hmm. So I'm like, this bitch has a huge kitchen, enough room to like have that in the middle of it. I was always so jealous of that. I've always wanted something like that in my kitchen. And I will absolutely put a lounge in my kitchen when it's big enough.
2: And an island. She has an island counter as well as a show's lounge in the kitchen. Yes, with the butterfly
0: wing moment. Yeah. yeah.
1: And she has a whole little dog area with cushions for her her pets. Yes.
2: But that booth, that little booth bit, that's where she did the 2020 little singing moments, right? Because you still get the same angle pretty much of the kitchen.
1: I couldn't even tell you. I haven't watched those performances probably since 2020.
2: So you know the bit where she does stay the night and I think she does your girl. She does a bit of we belong together in the blue robe.
0: Oh, in the Instagram videos.
2: Yeah, you see a kind of kitchen moment. I'm pretty sure that's from, it might not be, the booth might not be the same or it might not be there, but there's a sitting moment there and it looks as if like the same angle of the kitchen behind her is exactly how we perceive it to be as uh, the layout in the Cribs episode with the seating moment in the kitchen behind.
0: Also, in this kitchen moment, we get the iconic moment where Jack comes up and jumps and tries to murder her orange kitty. (laughs) I
1: I,
2: I love this moment. (laughs) I remember this moment from, like, when it was on TV, but, like, I couldn't remember the um actual bite i thought he just sort of like jumped up and nipped the cat or tried to nip the cat and it was like oh my god you know and it was a quick reaction i didn't know the dog actually bit the cat's tail
0: it didn't just bite it it like kind of hung on to it yes i (laughs) thought wow that must
1: have really hurt didn't the cat scratch her too mariah screams
0: yeah she does scream and then um they're then they're like on the floor I feel like Jack's trying to hump the cat because my dog is a girl she's a Jack Russell Terrier as well she's fucking crazy and uh, <laughs> like when I see this moment I'm like oh that's lucky right there but um my dog also tries to hump my cat oh which my is God. so weird but didn't the
2: the old lady said that didn't she Ozzy Osborne's wife
0: I don't know if it was Ozzy or if it was the brat
1: It was Sharon Osbourne. There's also a moment in the kitchen where she says she has this bell from the Terror of Tower and that she rings it whenever people say stupid shit. I don't know if that's worth adding but that was kind of random in the episode.
0: Yeah the Tower of Terror ride from Disney World or Disneyland or something.
1: Yeah but it's just a bell like does she have to tell us it was from Tower of Terror? It's literally a bell.
0: I know it was kind of a weird thing like she's so weird I I mean I love her I love her I love her but she does add a, a quite a bit of little random moments but I think it's cute because wh- why would we ever know about that otherwise you know so it's it's cute it's a cute moment
2: yeah I didn't really I didn't really get it I thought who's ringing the bell then like somebody else is ringing the bell when somebody says something silly or is there a like a person in charge of ringing the bell when someone says something silly. Like I, I couldn't really find I, how it would work.
0: I have a feeling she kind of made that up on the yeah. spot. Yeah, yeah. Because even do you Marianne's
2: think...
1: face is a bit sort of like,
2: mm-hmm. like it's a bit. Like, yeah, I guess we do that.
1: <laughs> do you think that somebody would ring the bell if Mariah said some something stupid as fuck though? Like for real. If they wanted to leave early, maybe.
0: <laughs> yeah, I think they just made that up on the spot. <laughs> Well, anyways, moving on from the kitchen, we go to the relaxation movie room, which we like to call, or Mariah likes to call, the mermaid room. This room is, it looks so comfortable. These couches look way more comfortable than the beds in the in the butterfly room. <laughs> so the room is for her and her friends to hang out so her expensive shit isn't destroyed. You know, mm-hmm. it's like the the chill version of that expensive room that we talked about in the beginning. In the beginning, like in the foyer, like the hallway leading up to this room, it has all of Mariah's awards. She says that she loves her American Music Awards because uh, they represent the people, darling. And uh, the room itself has like these aqua blue walls and these huge couches that look like the sand. Uh, The Little Mermaid movie was playing in the mermaid room. And Mariah said that these are the most comfortable couches in all of the land. Um, also, in this room, we have the saltwater fish tank, which Mariah said.
1: Bitch, she, had,
0: she said she had. She said she had their sleep schedule changed to be nocturnal like her, which I fucking died. <laughs> I, I die every time. (laughs) Mariah's
1: extra as fuck.
0: (laughs) She was like, the the fish aren't out right now. I've had them changed to be nocturnal. (laughs) I'm dead.
3: I got this fish tank and this saltwater fish, but they're hiding right now. I had to get them changed to be nocturnal because they were on the opposite schedule as me.
0: Yeah, but it was a beautiful tank, beautiful room, beautiful gowns. And, um... The couches, they look the most comfortable. And then we get a little bit of an impression moment from Marianne and uh, the other girl who's with her. I don't know who that is, but um, they do an impression of Mariah sleeping and not wanting to be woken up from the mermaid room.
1: I think it said that it was her assistant in the captions underneath her name. I can't remember what her name was in the episode or what her name is in real life, but it said that it was her assistant.
0: Yes. Well, all right, then, her assistant. And they kind of, Marianne kind of like tries to wake the assistant up, pretending to be Mariah. She kind of like, bats her hand at her like get away from me like no i'm sleeping and i mean i wouldn't want to wake up if i was sleeping on those couches either (laughs) they kind of look like extra like wide in depth like if you were sitting all the way with your back against the back of it your feet would not hang off of them you know what i mean yeah they're almost
1: like a day bed but couch what do you think about this room because this i think this is my favorite room in the house i think At the time, it's probably the most...
2: Not the most iconic, but when you think about in terms of, like, extravagant, it seems like it's more relatable because it is just TV and a couches, but because it is like a cinema room, it's like, whoa, I could totally achieve that. I think it looks absolutely amazing. It's basically what we, with streaming and everything, it's probably the hangover room. Let's all watch a movie because we're hanging out of our asses, and it's where everyone will fall asleep halfway through the movie.
1: Also, don't forget that there is a full-ass kitchen in that room as well
2: yes yes you can just get up and like if you need coffee or probably water or whatever that might be like you can just go grab it like it's a tiny kitchen
0: and she has that um the popcorn machine like a giant popcorn machine as well
1: you know mariah's not getting up to get nothing
0: (laughs) yeah but i thought it was really smart because she says like if anybody wants some pizza or some popcorn we don't have to go all the way up to the country kitchen to get it i mean yeah i love that for her so i i my goals my goals darling yes so after the mermaid room mariah shows us her full-blown salon and then the music kicks up and we're like holy shit she's got a whole salon this is my favorite room in the entire house I think I mean I love her whole apartment but I just think it's it's so diva I mean a celebrity I feel like you have to have I think Sharon says this someone of Mariah's caliber you have to have um a salon it's kind of like a necessity
1: she also says that she spends most of her time in this room yeah.
0: Which makes sense to me.
1: I thought it was a bit strange
2: having it next to a relaxation room and a kitchen because when you like I just said when you think about that movie room the mermaid room you do well I did I thought okay hangover television hangover movies vent to the kitchen back to the couch why would the salon be there you would think that the like it would be somewhere near that other bathroom with the lounge area. That would be perfect to have a salon because obviously after you've just had your hair, like, I don't know, you have a shower, right?
0: Well, we don't know exactly like where it's placed. I feel like this is kind of edited together. So we just are seeing room after room. I don't remember exactly the transition like in between these rooms exactly. But I, I do remember she kind of like walked down like a hallway or something and then went into it but I think that there's a lot of rooms on this floor
1: yeah you make a really good point because when I watch this episode of Cribs I get really confused because they don't really do justice for Mariah's apartment because like we said in the beginning of the episode it is tri-level so Mm -hmm. I don't they don't really capture how fucking big this place is and like Gia said before I think it's really just the way that they edited it so yeah that's how i feel
0: yeah so i don't know if it's literally right next to the mermaid room or not but it they just showed it next you know but i i do think that no matter where it is in the house she needs it so uh like she said mariah spends most of her time in the salon She has her David LaChapelle Rolling Stone cover framed on the wall. And then of course we get a, um, I have 500 hours of beauty school line, which is iconic. I can do hair too.
3: I have 500 hours beauty school. I only have 500, you know why? Because I quit. (laughs) You shouldn't quit. Everybody out there, keep keep going, hang on.
0: And then uh, we see Christopher Buckle and some of her beauty team in there. And she says, When they're not working on me, they are doing each other, which I think is adorable. Um, One thing I didn't notice if there was a shampoo bowl in there or not, all I could see was like, there was like a, it was like lined full of mirrors and things of that nature. But one thing I was looking for was where's the shampoo bowl. But you know, I'm sure they have one, but she also showed us her little Hello Kitty hairdryer. Yeah, it was a cute, cute little space. And I've seen photos of the salon like on Instagram as well
1: my least favorite room. I don't have much to say about it. Like, it kind of I'm not me, that gay.
2: It kind of made me wonder, where's the Hello Kitty bathroom? I know it doesn't look like it's the same room, but, like, I thought, where's the Hello Kitty bathroom?
1: I, just I was thinking the same thing during this time.
2: <laughs> I just tried to map it out in my head, like, if I was to walk around this apartment, like, and that's why I went from the mermaid room to the salon. I thought, okay, so it's obviously the next room, without, like, actually saying to myself, it's obviously the next room. So I just thought, okay, where's the Hello Kitty bathroom? Bathroom. so yeah i just try to map it out
0: is there a hello kitty bathroom
1: well she's shown it before yes. in later yes.
2: But years. they didn't
0: show it they didn't show us in this cribs m- m- moment moment no. right it may, have,
1: it may not have existed at, at that time but gia you've seen that photo of mariah in the hello kitty bathroom right
0: i think so with like the with the like the silver dress
1: she has hello kitty doll stacked to the ceiling in her fucking bathtub like yeah. it, it's like it's an inoperable like shower and it just has hello kitty merch all in it
0: now i'm confused they didn't show us in cribs right it's not in this okay
1: i get what gareth was saying because i was thinking the same thing because i don't know if it's a mandela effect or something but i thought that the hello kitty room was in cribs but it obviously wasn't
2: no i was i was kind of thinking like I was thinking, like, we we don't get to it. And I was trying to, like, jog my memory and thinking, like, no, oh, I don't think we do. And I was thinking, so where would it have been before it existed? Do you know what I mean? Like, I was trying to, like, picture where it could have been. But, uh, yeah, the, the, the Hello Kitty bathroom, in the pictures we've seen, it does look like your standard small bathroom, maybe en suite or guest room bathroom. It is Hello Kitty colours. I think it it's pink and white and maybe some kind of, like, Again, like nude tones like the candy wall or uh, whatever. Like, it's very sort of uh, typical colours, but like, it is full of Hello Kitty memorabilia that she- I think she's been given to from fans. I think.
0: Probably the. Um... She did a picture of
2: it. You know, when she performed with Buster Rhymes a few years ago, like 2017 to th- 2018, in a corset, I think she took a- had someone took a picture of her in that bathroom as if she was actually using it. And it's like, I'm on my way, as if, like just to say that she was late or something, and she was in that bathroom, and she's wearing shades, some kind of like short-sleeved, short like cardigan-esque but long-sleeved. I think moment she might not even be wearing long sleeves, but she's definitely got this corset
1: on and like tight jeans.
0: Oh, there's the Hello Kitty boombox. So, yeah, it's like a
1: Mandela effect to me because I thought it was in this episode of Cribs, and I kept like here. Yeah. I was just like sitting here like, when are they going to show the Hello Kitty bathroom? But I guess I just made that up in my brain.
2: No, it definitely has existed. Yeah, there's been a couple of moments, not, not completely saturated, but there's been a few moments in the Hello Kitty bathroom. So that's why it jumped out to me. I thought, where the hell is it? Because it felt like it was that room. And obviously I've never been in this apartment or building. So I'm not going to have my like whereabouts, but it felt like it should have been somewhere nearby when we were in there.
0: Well, after the salon room, we get Mariah's iconic, closet (laughs) which is like three
1: of my apartments put together
0: yeah nick says it's like three of his apartments put together i feel like her um closet is the size of the house that i live in if you took like the whole like top level of the house and then the whole basement level of the house and like put them side by side i feel like that would be her closet um there's gold leaf designs on the floor in the shape of an m Mariah shows her all of her Hello Kitty t-shirts and her heartbreaker jeans. Mariah has like several ensemble changes in this moment. She changes from this red dress, which is like a red version of this like black dress that we got at this like um, performance like on stage with Prince, I think, or like some award show moment, I don't know. And then we get a black sequin dress that Mariah's not really feeling. And then we get this black mini dress, with um like a silver belt and then we get like her trying on several shoes in that dress as well but uh basically everyone's jealous of the closet it's gorgeous it's got like like hallways of it's got aisles of it looks like a super like a department store honestly and it's got like aisles of walkways with hangers like lines of hangers and different ensembles and Everything. So it's, it, I'm jealous as fuck of it, honestly.
1: It's very on brand for Mariah Carey. This was talked about a lot as well when this episode came out because people were just like, what the fuck? Like, Mariah is a fucking diva.
0: Well, the diva needs her clothes, honey. She's got to get that closet.
1: But when you think about it, in Mariah's apartment, in her 11,000 square foot apartment, she has three rooms just solely for clothing and shoes. That's insane to me.
0: I mean, she's a celebrity. You can't be caught dead in the same outfit twice. I mean, we know she's done it, but not often. So it makes a lot of sense to me that she has a giant closet. And, um, you know, Mariah is a girl who's come from not much to going to be super successful. I'm sure she's got a lot of things that she likes. She's got to hang on to. She's got to have room for it.
2: The thing that bothered me the most is when she said about hanging on to um, the bootcut jeans, and she said, "Can't let them go." I'm just like, "Darling, you can let the bootcut jeans go."
0: No, those were the Sergio Valente.
2: Doesn't matter. They're bootcut jeans. <laughs> like
0: those please. are from the roof video. Well, the she can't let those go.
2: Bootcut jeans. I mean, maybe keep them for a momentum, but like, I don't a... know if they
0: were bootcut. But she just showed us the back of them.
2: No, I think she said that they were bootcut.
0: Um, no she says my sergios i can't get my sergios okay well maybe they looked boot cut
1: i'm sure somebody's already stolen them from her already
0: wait you don't like the jeans in the roof video
2: they look good in a roof video but they're just it's like it's just the way that they're stacked in that little shelf and my my memory of owning boot cut jeans <laughs> like ah and i just thought no they can go when she says can't let them go i just thought okay let them go if they're from the roof keep them but the rest couldn't go it just looked like there was a lot of something that didn't need to be kept
1: but boot cut jeans were like the thing in the late 90s early 2000s but they were. like every everybody had boot cut jeans everybody yeah. and, and the they
2: covered your shoes legs. No, the flared, the sort of like flared moment is sort of back, but boot cut. No, is like, like all
0: of the, all of the straight leg,
2: straight legs fine. Boot cut, like where it just goes sort of like straight down, but it's all like it's sort of like slightly flared at the end. It looks really weird, but straight- I don't know.
0: I don't know where you're getting a boot cut moment from this because we didn't even see, all we saw was the back pocket of them. So I don't know where we're even Mm. getting boot cut from, but- So moving on from the closet (laughs) to the shoe room, we see basically, I don't know if it's an extension of the closet or if it's like another room in the closet that's dedicated solely for the shoes, uh, but we get the shoe room. And a quote from Mariah, she says, the style that I favor is a high stiletto, and the brand I favor is one that sticks to that motif, which is cute. Um, yeah, that was
1: really cute.
0: yeah, it's it's really cute. And she says the thing about my shoes is they always hurt, but if they look good, and then her assistant is helping her change into different pairs of shoes, different heels. It's got like a black strap with a little like silver buckle. It kind of matches like her black dress with the silver belt moment that we've got going on. She says that she still has her iconic shoes from when she was struggling, but she can't find them. You know, the ones with the holes in it from the Make It Happen chapter of the book. And then the girl who had one shoe now has many, which I think is a really cute line.
1: Don't forget she also shows off her lover boy boots and she says something like, I think I'm gonna change my
0: ensemble just to fit these boots. Right, right, yes. The lover boy boots, honey.
1: I don't really, I don't know a lot about shoes, but she was going through shoes yeah, and same. shoes and shoes and
0: she said also she also showed us these like very stripper-esque heels, and she was like, These are my Pamela shoes. <laughs> and she said, I can't, I can't walk in these. <laughs> Uh, but they were like, like those stripper heels that have like those clear, like plasticky, um, acrylic, like platform. You guys know what I'm talking about, right? Like strippers always wear them.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. They also cut to a scene with J D. and he said, "I think she has about five thousand pair in
0: there." And Debrat was saying, "You got? She's got that Versace, that Gucci, that Tucci Ducci. Like anything you, anything they have, she's got it in the closet." And I remember I saw some Manolo Blahniks in there. I saw some Pradas in there. I saw some Jimmy Choos in there. Um, Yeah, iconic, iconic shoes that we are seeing. I don't know why she was only showing us like the patriotic, like red, white, and blue heels. Like I was like, I'm kind of over these shoes. Like show us something cute, Mariah. But she was showing us a lot of like red, white, and blue.
1: She was showing that because this happened right after September 11th. So, like, you remember how it was here in America during September 11th, and everybody had American flag and red, white, and blue shit. But that's oh, okay. the reason that she kept showing red, white, and blue stuff.
0: That makes more sense to me now.
1: Yeah. Uh, I have a question for Gia, though. Um, yeah. When when did um, red-bottom shoes become popular? Like, because I didn't even know what red-bottom shoes were Again, I'm not that kind of fashion gay like Diego. Like, I don't know all that kind of stuff about shoes and clothes and stuff like that. I just don't care. I know it looks nice and everything. But when did like red bottom shoes become popular? Because the first time I ever recognized them is when Cardi B was singing about them.
0: Okay, so the Christian Louboutins have been around since the 90s, uh, like the later 90s. Uh, They didn't gain, like, iconic status till the 2010s. But um, we've seen Mariah wear them in 2005. I've seen um, 90s movies where people have them on. They were way more understated back in the day, but kind of like a Birkin bag where it's, like, only rich people know about it until like the celebrities bring it to like the the nouveau riche culture like I don't believe in old money and new money but they were more of like a low-key only rich people have it item until they they were put in all the rap songs like long hair red bottoms and then um seen in a bunch of movies and rap songs basically have made them popular in the 2010s but they have been around mariah has been on the louboutin um bandwagon i want to say since the early 2000s the first time i remember seeing them was in the emancipation era but i believe we may have had them before but yes they are more known now than they were originally it has very much to do with uh rap songs and pop culture.
1: Weren't they on the Adventures of Mimi tour DVD bonus features? Yes.
0: Uh no, they were also on the tour. She was wearing them in the actual performance as well. She was wearing them it it's when she like was singing that. by all it's like that. Like the her first ensemble she has on some red bottoms. So yeah. All right. There's your little history on the red bottom. <laughs> Thanks, bitch. Yes, honey they're they're very more known now but they're kind of out of fashion they were huge 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 like in the i want to say like 20 by 2016 everyone knew what a red bottom was you know but they've been around since the 90s thanks bitch yes honey are we ready to move along to the gym
1: the gym, the most iconic scene with her on the exercise machine in a mini dress and stilettos.
0: Yes, honey, the gym, the gym moment. This is probably what every oh God,
1: like I keep saying that, but there this is one of those three moments in this episode of Cribs that just became kind of synonymous with who Mirage. Ooh, I said it right. Synonymous. That became synonymous with who Mirage here really is. And it before memes were really like a thing, this was like connected to Mariah where she's on the Stairmaster and her four-inch heels and black ensemble going up and down on that Stairmaster like I just said. She was like, I like this machine so I can stand here, look at New York, things of that nature all while my four-inch heels and black ensemble.
3: So I can stand here, look at New York, things of that nature, all the while in my four-inch
1: heels and the black ensemble. She also says this this is the room I use the least
0: (laughs) that's hilarious also it during mariah's commentary of the episode she's like clearly i'm joking like i don't work out on the stairmaster in in foreign tales but i would
1: and they had that little dummy in there and and debrat comes in in the commentary and she's like mariah be beating that up all the time i won't tell you who it is but she's beating it up i'm imagining
0: it's tommy
1: i was too what about you garrett Oh, 100%. It has to be Tommy. Who else would it be? Yeah, it has to be because this yeah. was what? When did she divorce Tommy? 96? 97. So this was 97. So this no, was what? They were
0: separated in 97. They were separated, darling. I don't think they were officially divorced till later
1: but this was like five years after that happened i think it was just yeah, kind of a cute say, moment Yeah, just some like early mariah carey
2: shade and it was when like all the shit was like kicking off as well with him like pulling the strings here and there wasn't it so it definitely did fit
0: i think this was when was this again this was this 2002
2: 2002 so right after
0: like after all the, of the, the the shit yeah okay okay yeah she'd be beating his ass honey
1: you're so stupid
0: (laughs) but anyway (laughs) okay on to the next room one of the beautiful like most beautiful rooms in the house I think it's gorgeous I mean it doesn't look as comfortable as the mermaid room but I think that it looks kind of like uh the bottle of a genie or the lamp the inside of the lamp of a genie it's the Moroccan room so this is the room in which she was proposed to by Nick Cannon as well as the room that Rocky's named after and then uh it's a lounge room with a full view of Manhattan it looks like it's got like a 360 sort of window type moment it's just another lounge room you guys she's got a few of them it's got a lot of maroons and purples and greens and it's got couches all over maybe i'm tripping but it looked like there was like a circular couch around a pillar like that like maybe i'm just tripping
1: but there's um, couches everywhere bitch there's couches everywhere in mariah's house i yeah, I don't were, know like you said it what kind of vibe did you get from it because i got kind of like a circus theme vibe from it almost i don't like, i could be tripping like the, bitch but
0: i got like the inside of a genie's bottle like the genie's lamp
1: i guess that kind of makes more sense but this is kind of like a rooftop moment like an enclosed rooftop moment right
0: Yeah, it does have a closed rooftop moment. I do believe this is the top floor and outside of the Moroccan room is the patio. But she didn't show us the the outer patio moment, but she did mention it, I believe. Um, I wish you would yeah, they did mention that. it.
1: They did mention it because Debrat said that that's her favorite part of the house, and she likes to go out onto the roof and look all over Manhattan. Is this the part of the house where we got that uh, coronavirus thing where Mariah went out on her little patio area and was banging the dishes together to support the nurses and everything?
0: Yes. Outside of the Moroccan room, I believe, is that area. I
1: believe.
0: No, I remember no, her going up more stairs to get there.
1: Yeah, she said, we're going to go to the the final level of the house, oh, is what is. she said in the episode. But again, this is, goes back to what I said earlier, like the quality, the camera quality of what was around at that time. And it being the lighting in that house was, it did not do that room justice. It was really hard to see. It was really dark. So I don't really have much to say about it because I couldn't really see much of it. And it was a really quick ending of the episode.
2: Yeah. You don't really get much of an idea of what's in there to make it kind of loungy, apart from all the seating and the reclining moments, let's say.
1: It's literally like a lounge room, but it has like, When you're on a carousel and you look up and there's all those like patterns, that's what it looks like to me.
0: Yeah, we're getting lots of paisley type moments and like maroon and things of that nature, like floral, but like in a different kind of floral than the butterfly room slash other rooms. Yeah, it's, it is a darker room. I'm sure there's like less lighting because it doesn't look like there's any like chandeliers on the ceiling or anything. It does look like there's like some lamps. I feel like it's meant to be more of a low lit area so you can see the view of everywhere else. Because that was a big thing that they mentioned in the moment of the Moroccan room was that, you know, I just sit here and I've got my view, you know, so it's cute. It's a cute moment. I would love to get more of an in-depth look at it. It, I feel like we got like one quick edited, like gloss over shot of like some couches in it, but that's really all we got.
1: Yeah, it was really quick, bitch. I wish they would have, like, be- because of how much Mariah has talked about this room later after this recording, it would be really interesting for her to kind of show off that room. But it's like Mariah says in the episode earlier, she likes to keep things a little private and a little bit to herself. So, again, that's very on-brand for Mariah Carey. So, uh, hopefully, one day that I think that they should do uh Cribs, like, bring Cribs back and do another Mariah episode. Because... Even right now, we know that Mariah's updating her apartment. She talks about it all the time. That's why she's never in New York. So I would really love to see what Mariah's apartment looks like today.
0: Yeah, me too. I'd love to see how much has changed and how much is similar. Because Mariah seems like kind of a like an old school chica who's not necessarily stuck in her way but she knows what she likes so I can't imagine that a lot of it is completely different but it would just be cool to see like what's been updated what's been like finished and redone and this is kind of a really good segue into the next moment because we got sort of a bit of an unfinished moment that Mariah's working on which is her studio right isn't it
1: well they had two unfinished moments they had like mariah literally called one of them the unfinished room and the second was her and her unfinished booth But in the unfinished room, she had her, uh, I want to say, 6 ensemble change, and she changed into a beige gown with black heels. She shows uh, off awards and photos and like a cute little moment where she shows off a Playboy award. But this was a really quick moment in the episode, and and Mariah really didn't want to – and I understand why I harp on her unfinished rooms.
0: I'm kind of getting a Mandela effect moment too, because didn't at one point we've seen her, she had like a steam room with like a TV behind like a glass panel that didn't get affected by the steam. Like she had sort of like a vo- vocal rest relaxation room. I remember seeing that somewhere and it wasn't in this episode. I don't remember that. I mean, I guess i like
1: when I think of cribs, I think of Mariah in the bathtub, but I thought like, and again, like, like you said, another Mandela effect, I thought there was like a longer scene of Mariah in the bathroom, in the bathtub. I mean, so maybe that's what you're thinking about. It's a conspiracy.
0: No, I swear. There's like this moment of like her being in a room solely dedicated for steam and, it like steam comes out of like the ceiling or the walls or like some sort of like shower nozzle. And then there's like a TV behind some glass and it wasn't the bathroom. So I, I may be having like a little bit of a lamb tweak out moment, but I swear I remember something.
1: Gareth, do you remember any of this? No, I don't. I don't remember. Lambs, if you know anything, let us know, let us know in the comments if you know what the fuck G is talking about. Another really interesting thing is she showed us her vocal booth. So we've seen the vocal booth today and we kind of know what it looks like. But it was it was really interesting to me to see what it looked like in the process and what it was becoming, because she's saying it's not finished. It takes a lot. It's very expensive. But that was another like cute moment for me. So yeah, final thoughts on Mariah's apartment back in 2002. What do you guys think? Would it be – well, I this is kind of a rhetorical question, but is it something that you would live in? Or let's ask it like this. Is it something that you would live in today? Of course, that's Wait, a stupid question
0: Gareth hasn't told us what his favourite room was We know what our two favourite rooms are But Gareth, what's your favourite room in the house?
2: No, I just think that like I've seen it so many times I didn't really have like a, much of an opinion On um, a favourite room as such But um, I think the kitchen Just because of how classic it is And I like to cook And I just think it's a really cute moment
0: sorry you guys I'm like gathering to find the steam room I found a link that describes it and I've sent it to you guys so I know it's there but I swear to god that they showed us that steam room and they edited it out
1: I don't know (laughs) I think I kind of remember something like that but I've watched so many episodes of Cribs that like everything kind of blends together with me also I've watched so much Mariah Carey shit that it all kind of is there in my head just like we were talking about earlier that we thought that there was a hello kitty room but that was obviously something different so i'm sure it's out there on some kind of media platform and we'll find it maybe in the touch my body video okay you guys so what are our final thoughts on mariah carey's 2002 crib
2: i want to see the new version i want to see the renovated version like desperately it's is it even finished yet
1: no, it's not finished. She keeps talking about how bleak it is that it isn't finished. But I think this would be a good opportunity for MTV to uh, reinvigorate yeah. Cribs or reinvent it and bring Cribs back. and Or just do like, like a nostalgic thing on MTV where they Goodbye. go back and just like revisit houses of their most iconic Cribs.
0: They call it Cribs Remodeled or something like... And then give us like the updated version of the houses that they've gone and seen, like of their most iconic videos, you know?
1: And then maybe Mariah could show her bedroom finally. And because we saw her bedroom, I, I know it's not in the New York house, but we saw that bedroom and the Easter promo where Mariah's all sprawled out. Well, and but there's it,
0: photos of it in Architectural Digest as well.
1: Oh, there is. Yeah. But it would be nice if, like, I I feel like that was such a missed opportunity for Mariah to not show her bedroom, but I understand why she didn't.
2: Yeah, definitely. I do think that they should do, like, um, a moment like MTV Cribs then and now or Revisited or whatever, like, where they, where they can show clips of how they do, like, the show around of how it looks now, but then they show back the clips from before we went around the apartment. Obviously, if it's a new property, then I don't know how they do it, but if it's, like, the same property, they should definitely do it. Or Cribs Upgraded.
1: I think that one day that, like I said in the beginning of the episode, that this is going to be one of those famous houses in New York City that, after Mariah's long and gone, that people will pay to go and visit it, and it will be, like, a little museum, something really iconic about...
2: graceland
1: yeah i i feel like it will be because this is literally her first apartment she still owns it she still lives out of it i believe it's her favorite property
0: i think it is her favorite property as well i think she's got that sentimental like this is my post i think this is my post tommy house and like the first one that i've got on my own and also like it's completely her you know it's like she decorated it it's her vibe it's her aesthetic and i think she's proud of it as fuck honestly and who wouldn't be that shit is fucking gorgeous it's a beautiful house from the entryway to the bougie living room with marilyn's piano to like the separate like living quarters and relaxing rooms the nocturnal fish the hair salon you know how could you not be proud of it so the
1: nocturnal fish <laughs> I wonder if her kids fucked up anything in that house yet.
0: I bet they have. I wonder. I wonder <laughs> if it's like written on the walls with crayons or something. You know,
1: or uh, got into that Maryland piano. You know, Mariah be cutting some ass, <laughs> writing on the wall. Wow.
2: Okay, guys, that was our Mariah MTV Cribs episode. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe to our podcast. We're on available on all streaming platforms. Don't forget to give us a five-star rating. You can also find us on all social media platforms at The Obsessed Podcast. Right, guys, thank you for listening. Bye. 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 Bye.